Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. So, uh. Science AF. Science AF. Look at the timestamp. Time Science AF. Beep. Science AF. Science as fuck. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho, and I'm Science AF. I'm your host, Jesse Klein, and I am Science as fuck. Uh, and I'm uh, the guest, Diana Wright. Were you going to introduce me? I was, oh, but go absolutely. Ahead. Oh, my God. Please tell I'm, us. And I'm science as fuck. <laughs> nice. I follow patterns. Yeah. <laughs> Dave and I both were, looked at Diana with fear in her eyes. She's talking without being introduced? How dare you? I do this a lot. I uh, I had to have hand surgery, and the doctor was talking to the nurse, being like, oh, can you hold that? And I reached out and held the instrument, and he was like, not you uh, <laughs> and i was like i'm just eager to help <laughs> did you reach out with the hand that was being that, like no other, other hand operated. other okay. hand um but yeah i definitely was like oh you need i i'm a part of this all right let's go i'm a helper do you want me to get you a drink Don? <laughs> yeah um, but i would like to hear how you would have introduced me now now that we've done this oh she wants to hear the compliments dave <laughs> and we're joined today by a very special guest a great writer <laughs> comedian and um someone with a uh, an extensive science background as well i believe we'll get into that diana wright welcome to the show hey thank you oh it's so much better when i have you introduce me so much better uh yeah no that's great we might just cut my intro actually yeah. oh i mean we got to keep that hand surgery story <laughs> yeah so this is a podcast where uh Hopefully every week, if everyone's in town, uh, Dave and I, uh, with our guests, explore and look through science stories. Uh, we talk about them, we get into the science, but we also kind of leaf off and uh, do com comedy riffs, hopefully. Funny riffs based off these science stories. Don't overpromise. I'm Okay, so like uh, mediocre musings. <laughs> You'll get one riff. Yeah, one riff per science thing. And, and some somber introspection. Yeah. Cool, so let's get into some stuff. Uh, one of the biggest stories I read recently, because every science blog thought it was hilarious, is this headline. Everyone has something uh, similar to this headline. Uranus smells like farts. Mm. Yeah, that was that was really uh, science throwing us in a low, an easy softball there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't get it because I pronounce it Uranus. That's true. They're both acceptable. <laughs> I pronounce that feets. Feets. <laughs> oh, you pronounce feets. <laughs> Uranus smells like feets. <laughs> I don't get the joke. <laughs> both are acceptable pronunciations. Yeah, feets and farts. Uranus. Oh, yeah. And feets. Um, but they have found with a, I guess with a like spectrograph or something, uh, yeah. measuring the uh, clouds around Uranus, that it's, even Uranus sounds pretty bad. Then well, it's it just, got urine it in sounds, it. Yeah, yeah. now it's just. It just sounds like pee. Oh, you can't win, people of Uranus. But pee. <laughs> the planet. They found that hydrogen sulfide makes up a lot of the atmosphere, uh, the upper atmosphere anyway, um, in, in, in about the same percentages as a human fart. So it would literally, if you could go there and not die and breathe the air, you w it would smell like a fart. <laughs> what uh, a but it's, you would die immediately because it's uh, poison and it's the coldest uh, planet on, on Earth. On Earth? Planet on Earth. Good. The coldest planet <laughs> the coldest on Earth. The coldest one that uh, Earth has. 
what a what an interesting example of like cosmic nominative determinism <laughs> where its name is uranus and it smells like farts uh do you think do you think one inspired the other do you think old scientists were like that planet probably smells like farts and it's uranus not named after the god but named after farts i mean you wonder why they sent us like a scent probe over to uranus <laughs> they were like uh you know this is for science we swear it's not uh it wouldn't just be funny well they've been using that sniffer a lot i remember a couple of years ago they said like uh, for the most part, the universe smells a little bit like raspberries. <laughs> like really? there was, yeah, there was like an article, and like we've been sniffing around. <laughs> there was one uh, a nebula that they said smelled like uh, chocolate and bourbon. Or yeah, something. I remember that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. I feel that like these great. are like scratch and sniff universe stickers. <laughs> like that's what we need now. Like Uranus being like scratch, 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 smell <laughs> like right. farts. Yeah. But it's like, but it's also you know we're never gonna te- you know we'll never be able to like verify that they could just start throwing out scents left and right yeah nasa gets oh, yeah. sponsored by bath and Nobody's body works call your bluff pluto smells like strawberries jupiter oh. smells like your cousin larry <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're everyone's cousin larry. <laughs> yeah everyone's cousin larry that's what jupiter smells like <laughs> i was just thinking if they if like how bummed like a Mars rover would be if they're on Uranus. They're like, oh, it smells like farts here. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah, if we start sending out sentient uh, satellites and robots to other planets, it's going to be so pissed. The I one mean, that has I to go to your Don't Uranus. build a robot with a nose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I, I personify that Mars rover so much simply because it sings itself happy birthday on its birthday every yeah, year which so is like so sad, so sad it's so cute but it's like <laughs> why why and so I'm just like terrified yeah like so I'm like I think about that he must be so lonely alone that on is the saddest planet. thing uh, the only thing that would make that Mars rover sadder is if it also had uh like little confetti cannon cannons <laughs> so on its birthday it completes happy birthday and then just like a little puff of those confetti. little poppers and the, the confetti doesn't even float down it just floats away <laughs> like by, a balloon by confetti happy birthday to me the happiest robot on mars <laughs> <laughs> just a little confetti it's just out. constantly trying to light a candle there's no oxygen oh, though so no. it's just the lighter just won't light just there's, can't spark there's three it. or four robots on mars i think one of them died but oh, i wonder if piece. they ever like hang out they meet up and yeah. they like beep at each other like <laughs> boop, boop. like it's in like the video game journey like when you see another person and you go like bow bow at them you know that's all you can say you, that's the robots are just like bow, bow. they're just waiting for mark watney to come and cannibalize their parts that's a <laughs> the Martian. That's, that's a, a Martian, Martian reference. reference. That's a Martian reference. Uh, uh, waiting for Watney to come and poop and make some potatoes. Yep. I wonder what is it just out of curiosity? What are they getting out of learning what Uranus smells like? Well, we I don't know. They I mean I well, mean science science at its core is curiosity, just, and then we might find a use for it. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's just learning stuff yeah uh i mean it's not necessarily that they want to know what it smells like but they want to know they're what just it's taking made of. samples yeah um which is i mean uranus is pretty mysterious because these like we don't have very good pictures of it we've had a, one or two space probes fly by but it's just like a big blue marble because it's it's iced inside but it's covered in a thick atmosphere of farts yeah. so all you see is just this uh i don't know if it's blue in real life but they're all they all are in the pictures you see 
uh, blue gas. It does very much look like early '90s computer animation. Yeah, like like what like a, a they like blue spirit like in that Simpsons episode. Like it's just like there. <laughs> it's just a blue sphere. like a perfect blue sphere. Yeah, it's the original Pong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Uranus, and then it's a pianist and pianist, right? Like. Just because people are uncomfortable with things sounding like parts, there are oh, they, two they acceptable change. ways to pronounce them. Pianist? Yeah. I've never heard pianist. Oh, yeah, I guess that's okay. If you listen to, like, NPR, like, every once in a while, like, you'll hear, like, Lakshmi Singh say, like, pianist instead of pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lakshmi Singh. Call uh, me. Um. <laughs> I I enjoy just talking about NPR uh, personalities. Uh, this is one of Science AF's class, classic riffs. Yeah, here we um, go. Is uh, Edward Goldman, who's the art reporter on yeah. KCRW, um, always sounds like he is a vampire. And I imagine <laughs> he is just a vampire, and he spends his time in museums because he can't go out inside in the sun. <laughs> and then he reviews them from a dark cave. And so I hope every time you hear him on the radio, you'll think he's a vampire. I'm not going to unhear this. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Edward Goldman. Uh, you can tweet us at Science AF Podcast <laughs> and tell us if you're a vampire. And watch out the rest of you NPR reporters. We're coming for yeah, you. Yeah, we're next. coming for we're you. We're coming for you. I've got thoughts on all of them. <laughs> watch out, Ari Flato. <laughs> um, Diana, so what is your, your background? You, you did chem and. Um, yeah, so um yeah, I uh I uh studied chemistry in college. I ultimately decided t- uh to uh not pursue it cuz I I just hated being in a lab. And mm-hmm. um chemistry is kind of an interesting field cuz a lot of what you do is kind of like figuring out how to make like a silkier shampoo. Mm-hmm. Um and I decided I didn't want to spend my life doing that. Um and then I grew up in a family my dad is uh an astrophysicist uh and my mom uh is a software engineer and she would design weapons for the government so science was like a huge part of our lives your your mom's tony stark (laughs) she is she's tony stark she's iron man um she's working on it spoilers for (laughs) infinity war (laughs) (laughs) she is she is playing herself in in does she survive the movie (laughs) can't Um. tell (laughs) you I actually I started in aerospace engineering and I worked for McDonnell Douglas and the reason I quit was because pretty pretty much all aerospace engineers do is make things that kill people for ways for ways those ways yeah. missiles the ways missiles beep beep my uh my mom uh always had like top secret clearance um offices had either you weren't allowed in them or you they had classified floors and yeah mm-hmm. there i mean she was like yeah you know i can't she uh, the best line she's ever said is that she has secrets that she'll take to her grave unfortunately they're not very interesting <laughs> i'm like that's great that's really funny um, but yeah she yeah. definitely like built things that are will kill people <laughs> so. yeah i worked on a i had a secret clearance and i worked on a um not very interesting secret <laughs> that was like something about f F-18s and how they uh, how the flight system operates. It's boring. Yeah. Oh, but you're going to get I, shot. Well, with forensic anthropology, I just dealt with a lot of dead people. I didn't really... They also didn't. told me uh, when <laughs> I got you the didn't secret... You did kill them? I didn't kill them. I just dealt with them. You just dealt with them. <laughs> I just probed through them. When, when I got my secret clearance, they also told me Cap dies. What? <laughs> <laughs> More spoilers. Oh no. Hopefully this will come out after everybody's seen it. But we I, I assume you guys haven't seen the movie yet. It just I came out yesterday. I saw it on Wednesday. 
Ooh, Ooh Wednesday. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. So I have I, not. I was guessing that was not a spoiler. <laughs> was a guess. I, I was, was uh, going to see it maybe this morning, but um, I was too hungover. <laughs> so I did not. All right. Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go on to our next story? Yeah, let's talk about uh, our twin friends. Oh, man, yeah. Space twins. Yeah. Space twins. Another show that we're pitching. And <laughs> twins. I <laughs> love like astronauts in space. Uh, G- DNA that changes. And those twins. <laughs> uh, anyone who that, remembers. That's an ode to Scott Kelly, the <laughs> astronaut, and his brother Mark. Yep. I remember that commercial, but what was it for? It was for like Coors Light or something like that. And it was in the early 2000s. And everyone was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm really into incest. Yeah, I love <laughs> like twins. It, I like it when, when two sisters have sex with each other. As long as they look exactly alike. Yeah, it's, it's only, if, has only it. if they're exactly the same looking. I just imagine uh, some sort of uh, Miss Doubtfire situation. It might be the same woman <laughs> yeah. moving real fast. Oh, it's I didn't the even flash. bother to learn their names. <laughs> I was going to say that nobody actually does that, but uh, uh, Hefner was dating twins, right, for a Hugh long Hefner? time. Hugh Hefner? Jesus. He died re- uh, last year or something, but... He- um, yeah, he was dating blonde twins. Yeah. Real gross. Also, don't get the appeal. If you're going to date two girls, why wouldn't you want them to be vastly different? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why are you like, ooh, ah, God, I want them to look exactly alike. Yeah. I want to date two people, but I want it to feel like dating one, one person. person. <laughs> I want to buy the exact same car twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. My parents have basically bought the same car over and over again for the past four decades. So well, maybe there's something. Maybe like they're into at twins. The, at the same time or just <laughs> yeah. replacing them? Just, just red SUVs <laughs> every three, four years. Oh, once you know what you like. Uh, get twins. Get twins. <laughs> twins. Scott Kelly is an astronaut. And a twin. And a twin. Uh, his brother Mark is not an astronaut. Um, but and a twin. He recently came back. He's also a twin. Yeah. He is a twin. The handsomer twin. Ooh, Ooh, throwing it down. <laughs> Mark, us, Scott Kelly. Actually, I Mark Kelly, Mark. please send us nudes. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures of Scott. There's not a lot of, I don't think I've seen any pictures of Mark. Well, you know, space ages you. That's true. Yeah. Actually, you do look more attractive in space. Is that, that is, true? That is so true. You uh because like gravity isn't affecting it, uh, so like wrinkles, oh, you, like you plumps up, so like much. everyone looks really pretty in space. Probably uh, your your gut doesn't hang over your Yeah, belt. I mean, <laughs> if we could just get rid of gravity, I mean, that's the a- that's the anti-aging cure. Get hot in space, folks. <laughs> Mankind's yeah. ultimate goal, get rid of gravity. Everyone Take with, it to space. Everyone with floating hair. It just looks like you're in the wind. Yeah, don't learn Photoshop. Go to space. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'd be cool. It, imagine some uh, amazing hairstyles if everybody's hair was just floating around them. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, um, although Scott <laughs> Kelly, though, he is a a bald man, uh, so his hair does not make any funny. We're patterns. throwing so much shade at Scott Kelly. That's, just, that's not a that's not a judgment. That's I just a, an observation. He, um, but he also got taller in space. Because oh, he yes. was there, and he he came back, and so he was like three inches back. taller. And I think that kind of went back down over time. It did, yeah. Um, gravity's a real bitch. Yeah, really yeah. holding us down, quite literally. Yeah. Um, so he went. He was there for a year in the space station, the ISS, and he came back, and they found. I think they said like ninety three percent of his. Uh, 
body DNA went back to normal, but 7% of his DNA, the DNA didn't change, but the DNA expression changed. And when you have genes, sometimes they can turn on and off based on uh, factors around you, environmental factors. And so a lot of his genes sort of change. He doesn't look different, but um, little minor changes in his DNA. And they found that he's 7% different than his brother now. He did get a tail, but he grew a tail. But that's hidden he's most really of the time. He's really tall. Yeah, he's now he's, he's now twelve feet tall, and he's got a giant tail. And but basically, he, he might still be looks Satan. like a twin, but no hair, and he's the uglier of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Take that. Fuck you, Scott Kelly. That's really interesting and kind of scary. I'm really into this. Uh, we've now kind of already talked about it, but I'm into this go to space and become a new person kind of <laughs> fad that we're coming up with here. Just completely change everything about you in space. <laughs> yeah. No one will recognize you. Just go to space. Go to space. This is uh, like the new cut cut bangs post breakup. Like just go to yeah. space to find yourself. That should be on a poster for becoming an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Change yourself. Oh man, it's just space is full of people who've been broken up with <laughs> and are trying to like change. It's just like a single fuck zone yeah. in space. Well, remember when they were looking for volunteers to go to Mars a couple years ago? Oh, I do. Was that I a mean, sham? Yeah, yeah. I, I went to college with one of the finalists, and then all of a sudden they like weren't talking about it because it was kind of a scam. I think it started yeah. off as not a scam and then became a scam. It was kind of a reality show with, and I think they had a idea that they were going to build something, but it, uh, it never materialized. And I was thinking about actually, you know, uh, volunteering for that, but but it occurred to me that. You know, people that are volunteering to leave their life on Earth and go to another planet—something terrible must have happened. <laughs> yeah, did people. something terrible happen to your friend? Were they broken? I, I don't know. He was—he was like a, a really nerdy guy. I actually have this this horrific. I I feel so guilty about this. Um, oh and boy. Where it's like so in in college, I organized this program uh, where we did uh, High School Musical live as if it was like a Rocky Horror yeah. show thing, and he like got up on a table and started dancing and I like yanked him off because that wasn't the choreography and I, I was like why did I do that that was so mean I was like so tired at that I all I can blame is stress I, I was exhausted but it was like so mean of me and I don't don't know why I did that and I feel I've I've felt guilty about it to this day so you're saying you and chased he, him into space I chased he's, he, he's like that's he, the reason he, yeah. musical, he said I, I don't want to live on this planet anymore I want to go someplace where there's less gravity so I can't get yanked off tables. why do you want to live on Mars while well, I was doing high school musical live in I college I can do any choreography I want on Mars <laughs> he's just dancing on Mars <laughs> dancing on Mars dancing on tables on Mars with I'm the, so sorry with Max. the Mars version of David Bowie just a regular guy. Mars Bowie. <laughs> it's just uh, a regular guy. Mars Bowie is just, yeah, he's like just, completely normal. He's yeah. Like, hey, you want, want but, me to do your Mars taxes? Yep. Did we name him? I think it was, I think it was like Larry or Steve or something like that. Uh, it, it's canon for our podcast uh, that yeah. the, the Bowie of Mars is uh, a normal, th- their most uh, Earth-like Martian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in space, is acid reflux a big deal? Well, no. so... I do know astronauts, there is a thing called space sickness, and, yeah. it's, and they do not know why you get it, and just some people get it, um, and you're just violently ill uh, in space, and mm. you, you do vomit, but I don't know, you know, so I don't know how that works, but like there, you can get 
they get used to it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're basically they're like, I guess, just some people just don't respond well to uh, space. So that's a that's a real bummer. Yeah. Of, um, what like you go I mean, all the way to space and then you're just sick the entire time. It is mostly gravity that keeps your food moving down into your from your stomach into your intestine. Well, there are a lot of. I, I mean, your stomach it does push it down, so it, maybe you're aligned with muscles, but like all that fluid is being kept by gravity because that's what acid reflux is when it reverses and the muscles go up. Yeah. And the well we should uh let's go to space. Let's go to space. Let's go to space no, and eat all, some chili cheese fries. Let's all look hot in space. <laughs> let's launch this, this <laughs> I'm trying to I'm looking so hot activating my acid reflux. Yeah. <laughs> For science. I forgot it's... the space toms. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're just freeze dried. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like astronaut ice cream. Astronaut ice cream tums. Astronaut ice cream basically tastes like tums. It's (laughs) yeah, it's it's disgusting. I keep buying it. I buy it every time I'm at a science museum because I'm like, oh yeah, my childhood astronaut ice cream, and I'm like, this is shit. Why do I keep buying this? Just like Dippin' Dots, I totally will buy Dippin' Dots all the time. I was surprised because when I went to Cape Canaveral, yeah, their whole thing was like the ice cream of the future and it was dipping dots and, and i was like yeah i'm about this yeah but then in not hi- because they're good just because it's futuristic but in hindsight i'm like why is why is why am i going to like see the lander and also they're selling dipping dots like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense they're predicting a dystopia where that's the only ice cream left. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I want to know like how much of NASA is run off of like Dippin' Dip Dots, Dots proceeds. <laughs> like just like one NASA scientist invented Dippin' Dots. And he was like, hey, guys, I know we're like trying to get to Mars or whatever. I was in the lab. I came up with this new type of ice cream. I think we could make some money <laughs> off of it. They've marketed so many of the like yeah, the, the space like they did the space pen and then they tang. tang I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah like that was they, their whole campaign. Yeah, exactly. They're like they drink it in space, so <laughs> drink it here. It's a lesser version. It's the space pen powdered. You can write upside down. <laughs> when am I ever going to be upside down? <laughs> oh, I'm upside down, and I need to write something <laughs> down. I can't. I'll forget it if I flip over. Hello. Yes, I'm upside down. Oh, leave a message. Uh, sure, just a second. I can't write. Oh, my God. All of these pens are quills. <laughs> Why Actually, do I keep answering the phone in my gravity boots? Yeah. I don't know if it was developed in space. Probably not, but I got a, a shower pad, a pencil and, and uh, notepad. <laughs> pencil and paper that you can write in I've the used shower. those uh, once. Uh, my, a friend had, had one in the shower, and you know, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll bite. Drew, <laughs> drew them a little dog, you know? <laughs> yep. I feel it like it, if it's yeah. in a shower, if it's in a rogue shower situation and you see something fun, you're like, I'll play with this. Yeah. Rogue shower is the least popular <laughs> Star Wars movie. <laughs> Star rogue, Wars, shower, rogue shower. Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars story. A uh, couple other things about Scott. The ugly twin. What's his name? The Scott? ugliest what? twin. <laughs> um, Scott Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Well, one thing is he's younger than his twin now. Because it was oh, lower is slower. So when you're in gravity, time moves more slowly. Well, there's two there's two effects when you're in the space station. It's actually moving relative. It's it's always moving very fast speed, even though it seems like it's just hovering there. Mm. So you get a gra- you get a, uh, a re- re- relativity effect 
from moving and you also get a relativity effect from being outside of gravity because time moves more slowly in gravity yeah so he's he, younger he's younger so younger right he's younger yeah if time um, moves more slowly in gravity yeah or i guess mean, he's like aged less yeah he's a few seconds probably younger than his brother uh-huh. fuck you Take but um, also the surprising he thing needs was the help. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, Scott Kelly, such an ugly, ugly guy. We're never gonna get him as a guest. Uh, is he got younger and his hair grew back for two seconds? Ooh, nice. <laughs> but he got bald. His, so, his one tuft that he's like, I'm holding onto. It's my space tuft. Well, the, the ironic thing is his tail is covered in hair. <laughs> it's like an otter pelt. <laughs> <laughs> the other surprising thing is that his. Telomeres got longer, and do you know what telomeres are? I don't so he's going to so. live longer. He might live longer. It everyone on everyone's DNA, you have your genes, uh, your twenty three chromosomes, and then you have an extra Ideally. bit of DNA that's just kind of there, um, and it gets used when your cells split. Every time your cells split, you use a little bit of that telomere, and I guess for patching or for glue or whatever. Yeah. So telomeres mean that when, when your cells divide enough times and they run out of telomeres, they don't divide anymore. Yeah. His got longer for some reason, which is weird because it's additional material. And they I don't, don't know, know where all that happened. Yeah. So go to space, look better, live longer, live longer, get be, taller, get younger, get, be younger. Yeah. Be younger, get taller. Are we just, there's yeah. a lot of reasons to go to space and grow tails. Elon and Musk ta- and grow an otter belt tail. <laughs> Elon Musk, add us, t- put us in space. Let us record this podcast from space. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That would be great advertising for SpaceX if you put us unknown podcasters in space. <laughs> yeah, these fucking assholes in space. You put a Tesla in space. He'll put a podcast yeah. in space. Yeah. Throw us in a Tesla with Bowie playing on the radio and you can wing us into space. And your dead lover you put in a space suit. I like to think that we're in a, uh, a, a little wooden house floating in space. That just gave me agoraphobia I didn't know I had. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other else besides this green room. I somehow have agoraphobia and claustrophobia at the same time. I need to be... This and podcast it, is like the transmission for help. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be in an enclosed screen area. <laughs> yeah, sun porch. Yeah. Put me on a sun porch. <laughs> the only care is sun porch. Yeah. This tiny space capsule really needs a patio. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a space patio. Or like uh, how uh, like Disney cruise ships, they're... Uh, the slides for their water pools go at, like go outside the ship and like go over the open water and then you like and it's see through and then you like slide back into the ship. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want that on a spaceship. <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, just a, a tube system you can slide through. Yeah, I want a, I want a space tube system. Yeah. That doesn't burn up in reentry. Come on, Elon Musk, get on it. <laughs> Give us our space tube. All of our water slides just were destroyed when we went through the atmosphere. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess what I want is to send Disney to space. Would uh, would the water be how it would be loose in gravity? I mean, I guess you wouldn't need the water in space. You could just oh, it'd be that scary scene with Scarlett Johansson where she's, she's in like the drowning, yeah, drowning in the water bubble. What was oh. that movie? 
Um, um, Christie and Chris Pratt. Oh, oh that um, wasn't Scarlett Johansson. That was, was um, America's Sweetheart. Uh, she tripped on her dress when she accepted the J Law. Uh, uh, yeah, Jennifer, oh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, uh, passengers was that? Yeah, those passengers. Yeah, passengers. yeah that space rape story. Yeah, yeah, the really <laughs> fucked up story yeah. about Chris Pratt uh, <laughs> just ruining a woman's life. Just <laughs> yep, in space. Cause cause it, I mean, if you're going to be alone for your whole life, you got to wake up somebody, right? I take it down with you. Gonna, well, yeah, you got to ruin someone's life. Ruin someone's life. What? A, oh, I, I mean, I don't know why they should have just woke everyone up, and then they probably could have like, solved the problem. As yeah, a team. Yeah, like woken up a bunch of scientists and engineers who could have put you back into your goddamn sleep tube <laughs> right. and figured out that's the chick you yeah. have a crush on. Yeah. <laughs> She was like a reporter. Like she had no practical skills. <laughs> yeah, like wake up a doctor or something. Yeah, yeah like think about this well, Oregon Trail rules where you're like, yeah, I I need to stack my wagon for survival. Yeah. yeah, open up the maintenance guy for the pod that is yeah, malfunctioning. <laughs> That's probably a protocol. If your pod malfunctions, wake this guy up. I mean, wake I find Gus it, the janitor. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that they didn't have any sort of like pod malfunction um yeah. backup i didn't see the movie um maybe they addressed this i uh, remember i think maybe it was cracked or some kind somehow broken beyond repair they don't have extra pods yeah on but they thing? didn't have an extra pod no I think backup pods not <laughs> not two or three backup pods and they case. had two thousand people in suspended animation but no backup pods. yeah they didn't they didn't think of a hundred backup pods <laughs> Yeah, that would have been it. It's a real, it's a real Titanic story. Don't yeah. have enough backup pods. Yeah. Well, and then it ends up being like the anomal- anomaly that woke him up is destroying the ship. So if he didn't wake up, then everyone would have died on the ship. But Sure. I feel like, you and know. And it needed to be two people to solve it. So like they tried to like explain away that Chris Pratt ruined this woman's life and murdered basically murdered well, her he waited, space like, murdered her a couple years by himself yeah I think and then he was like oh okay I gotta get laid <laughs> well <laughs> also like you have a robot bartender but you don't have any other robots <laughs> yeah that's true like you couldn't have a maintenance robot or like you can make <laughs> or... a, a humanoid robot bartender. <laughs> But you can't make a humanoid robot janitor. <laughs> a robot to fix the uh, space sail. Yeah. Yeah, like, wouldn't that entire spaceship have to be manned by robots? You would think so. I think it was manned by, like, an intelligence. But, like, it, it had no physical presence. Sure, yeah. And, like, the thing that needed to be fixed, like, it, it had no physical presence except for the bartender, but the bartender <laughs> could only serve drinks that, and be sassy. That sounds torturous. <laughs> if the ship itself is sentient, but it has no arms or any way to, like, fix anything yeah. inside itself, it's... It's like trapped in it, a tin It's like can. a coma. It's yeah. a coma it's like patient a, who coma. like... Oh, can, man. We hear. just wrote a much darker, better <laughs> movie about like how we do find a way to do deep space travel, but in order to do it, you have to like put the pilot into a coma <laughs> and like and basically kill them in yeah. order for them to run the ship. You have to put one consciousness in literal limbo for 400 years. Yeah, and then it, di- and then it gets retired. Yeah, after like, it's, oh, it's just unplugged. Yeah, you get to the end and it's just like a crazy environment. We just wrote a great book. 
the uh, the ship, you know, it has to be retired because the the person has gone insane. So the ship goes insane. Oh, so yeah. the, the ships go rogue. They they have to risk it. Oh, and it's and it's always like it's an Ender's Game scenario. So like they have to start the pilot off at like age twelve, and so it's it's a child oh. brain. So here's my my issue with Ender's Game is that they made the they changed this in the movie because yeah. it's insane. But in the book, he's like four. Yeah, which is insane when you like when you look when you encounter a four-year-old training and then you're like oh i'm supposed to believe that ender was like a captain when he's like five years old i mean like he's very very young in the book i think he gets to captain at 10 which is not a big difference between five and 10 yeah (laughs) the big i haven't read the book but the the big reveal in the movie the big like smart like uh genius a tactical move that he figures out is basically war of attrition. It's yeah. I'm going to sacrifice more of my guys than they have. And then the remaining ones of us will win. It's but, like the worst old stupidest uh, war tactic from, you know, thousands of years ago in the book. It makes it clear that basically the only, because he doesn't know he's at war when he does it. Right, he, he thinks he's in a simulation. But he still sacrifices the the people but that's in because, the simulation are not killed, but they're sacrificed in the game. And, yeah, and he wins by sacrificing all his friends. And that's basically what the reason why they did it is because they knew no general would ever kill that many troops in order to win if they knew that they were actually killing real people. So Ender was doing it just to win the game because he thought he was playing a game oh, or. He he thought he was he thought he was doing a war game he didn't but think still so he was he, just doing it to, to even if end he was the scenario playing a war game he was the worst leader of <laughs> a, an army in a war game ever well That's he, a monstrous thing to do but he but he made a decision to win the game not thinking that it was actual lives like that's that's the whole point is like He's just trying to win the game, and he thought if he knew his actual lives, he would have murdered way more people. Yeah, he would have thrown. He would have the zap Brannigan. We found out that the killbots had it. So we just sent wave after After wave wave. of (laughs) killbots. Scott Kelly uh, does remind me. I I did a NASA tweet up. They do. um, They have like NASA does pretty good social media stuff. Yeah, it's really fun. So I got so I applied and I got accepted to a NASA treated up. I got to go to a launch and then they gave us like this whole day and gave us tours, including one. We got to like talk to a, um, astronaut. Um, was that here? The launch, uh, up in, um, it was in Vanderburg. Um, so that's pretty nearby yeah, here. So yeah. by Lompoc. Yeah. Um, cool. And so we spent the day up there and, and, but like everyone who was with me were like scientists or like science journalists or like, huge science export and then i'm just like a comedian and i'm so my tweets are like so different than everyone else's (laughs) so i'm talking to this astronaut and he is just he's a silver fox he's like a gorgeous man i mean space really does it it changes you for the better (laughs) yeah sure um and so i just start i'm like all i want to do is go dude bugging with him and so i start like just (laughs) tweeting at him like let's go dude bugging and i'm like dude buggy astronaut and it's just like i spend the entire day obsessed with Go riding on a dune buggy, something I've never done before. Did he mention it, or did was but this part of your? The like, organizers did later. They're like, so uh, I see you've been really obsessed with this idea. I it just felt like they were like, why did we allow this woman <laughs> to be in our tweet up? Like, oh my god, we made a mistake. That's really funny. <laughs> did you meet him, or did he just give a talk? 
We came. He, we did like a meet and greet. He talked to us as a room, and and we asked questions. I don't. You know, we didn't like. You didn't hang out. We didn't hang out. Silver Fox. He, he no. didn't like take us on his boat or on his dune buggy. <laughs> Yeah, why isn't he taking you on his dune buggy yet? I, yeah. I just like the idea of like becoming obsessed with someone, but also becoming becoming obsessed with going on a dune buggy with them. <laughs> like that's that's kind of like a childhood crush kind of thing where it's like, yes, I I am obsessed with this like girl, but also I I want to save her from ninjas. <laughs> like, like, you're doodling yourself with your sweetheart, and you're like dune buggying. Yeah. I, I if I got a caricature pa- painting of us, you know, doing some activity, I'd be like, "Let's go dune buggy." It's all dune buggy. That's big heads just at a carnival on a dune buggy. That's great. I, uh, I mean, I guess yeah. I guess what this is is like advertisement. Like, go to space, live forever. Uh, yeah, that's what we've learned. Yeah, yeah that's what we've learned. Become and all telomeres. I mean, you might wake up, but um, if you do. Get the guy who can fix the pod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. just wake up a pretty Don't girl. Don't just wake up the hot chick. That yeah. also, like, I think it's, uh, is it an alien? One of them where, like, she has to have surgery. She has to do a C-section. And they're like, we've only loaded up male. Oh, like, that's a, that, was, that, was, that was the from Prometheus. Prometheus. Ever. Yeah. Like, this computer... Only knows male anatomy. That I was like, but you have women on that ship. Like over is... half the ship was female. Well, also, like uh, males and females are, you know, only like one point zero or only like point zero zero different, like genetically. Yeah. So you couldn't just put in that extra point zero zero information into the computer. So uh, they're like, no, no, we got to budget cuts because she had to. She had to abort the alien that was inside her, and instead it was like a like she made it think it was like a gallbladder or yeah. something like that. Yeah, she was like, "Okay, I'll just I'll do the second best surgery." <laughs> yeah, it's my. Oh, are we ranking surgeries? Number one, abortion. Number two, gallbladder. <laughs> I, I think number I, three, hand hand surgery. Hand surgery. I ate something bad in my lower tummy. Yeah. My that's, second stomach. That's such a uh, like bad writer thing. They're just like. Well, we, I guess that, you know, machines only probably know male anatomy. So we'll, um, <laughs> I did this uh, um, uh, panel uh, with the Science and Entertainment Exchange, which is this great charity in L.A. that will um, connect writers um, and uh, they'll connect writers and scientists uh, together to, to be like, let's make more accurate sci fi. Basically, yeah, that's really um, cool. And uh, one of one of the things was A.I., it was like a hundred years in the future. Let's discuss AI. What do we imagine it might be? And and the the writer of Prometheus was one of the um, mm-hmm. people on the panel. And I was just like, oh man, I just I've got some thoughts. <laughs> I've got some Prometheus thoughts. Well, that, that could have been a really good movie. I like the premise, but man, it was bad. It's an ex- it's an example of, in comedy we talk about putting a hat on a hat, where it's like you've got. You've already got something funny. You don't need to add another funny thing on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's already got an alien living inside her. It's already a really intense situation. And she is having voluntary surgery to get rid of the alien. Yeah. Like you don't need, you don't to, need to make up. add this other kind of leaf onto it where it's like also she has to kind of improvise a gallbladder surgery because it won't recognize like You'd think you'd think that like this this specific like uh, surgery machine 
would be like, hey, you've got a fucking alien in you. You should get that removed and would just have a surgery for alien removal they from should, body. They should have thought alien surgery also. Or or just like foreign object surgery. Like if you'd if you'd been like shot with a cannon, it could remove the shot from your body and like it could just do that. Uh, but instead, no, it's gallbladder. I like that it's a cannon and the cannon went into your body. Yeah. You know, it punctured like your skin. Uh, you're in I got s- shot with a cannon again. I can't find the cannonball in my, my body. S- space Civil War. <laughs> Spoilers for Marvel Civil War. <laughs> oh, man. What if Marvel Civil War was like the Avengers versus Confederates? <laughs> <laughs> the Confederate Army? Yeah. Just like Stonewall Jackson versus Iron gonna Man. Go back and rewin the Civil War. Yeah. Even more. It's like uh, it's it's Captain America Civil War. No, the real Civil War. The real War. Civil War. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. What's our, what's hey our guys, next What's our next story? They found a new state of matter. Oh, this one. You posted this one. Yeah, it's basically Ice Nine. <laughs> Yay! Remember, uh, you guys have read Cat's Cradle. Yeah, I read uh, it every year. It's a great book. One yeah. of my favorites. Um. There's actually I, there's something like 21 states of ice now that's found. Yeah, ice is crazy because it only it's only found naturally on Earth in one state. It's called ice one, but they using different pressures and temperatures, they they get the crystal structure to form in different ways because ice or water is basically a, a tetrahedron. It's like a little uh, f- uh, four sided thing because uh, of the way the electrons are and the uh, hydrogen abs are arranged yeah it looks like a little pyramid kind of so it can actually fit together in like dozens of different ways and just like in cat's cradle like if you have one crystal structure like ice seven and you put it in water it will all become ice seven because it starts to all I can spread, think about is just like mixologists, like tr- desperately trying to get to like ice. Not they're like, oh, that's that's the ice cube we need. <laughs> We're oh. like, so you think the world's going to end because mixologists put <laughs> put ice nine in the water done table? Some crazy stuff with ice, yeah. you know those spheres, the the perfect, yeah, the perfect ice sphere. cubes. We I'm it. just saying they're gonna. Someone's gonna be like, the gimmick is we serve <laughs> ice too. Um, we we had uh, I was dating a bartender and we we got this um, Brad. this kit yeah it was hot uh, so uh, we, cool we were so drunk all uh, the time what a uh, healthy relationship we got a we got ice shot glasses we made ice shot glasses yeah and then we used rum one fifty one and lit it so we were selling uh, I didn't work there but I was just at the bar uh, sure while she was working and they, we were selling ice shots fire and ice shots that were literally burning. And ice. That's pretty See, you cool. don't think you don't think that the mixologists are you know the what? ones being like, we gotta get this ice nine. You're right. The world's going to end because of mixologists. <laughs> you don't. Well, you know. I. It's it's gonna be our greed. It's gonna. It's totally our greed. Like, yeah. That's. I mean, that's why we're getting replaced by robots. Like, it's all for money. It's a money grab. Well, because we're trying to make too many new mixed drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's too many mixed drinks. That's right. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Let's shut it down. I just. I do not want a pomegranate teeny. <laughs> I don't want it. I just want a gin and tonic. We we don't need to mix more drinks. <laughs> no more drinks. Have you, have you seen those YouTube videos where they take super cooled water and they pour it 
and it so as soon as it hit, makes uh, contact with like something that's solid, it Any then freezes, of- and then freezes all the way up the water stream. That's really Ooh. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you just need to seed it. It's yeah. like super saturated or something, or it's super cool. Yeah, it's super cooled. Uh, just, that's when you, if if you just bump it, like if you just like flick it, it'll yeah, suddenly it turn freezes. into ice. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I always think about Ice Nine in those situations where it's like, oh, this is a very plausible thing that could maybe happen. <laughs> ice Nine is a real thing. Yeah, um, I don't know what its traits are exactly. There's something called hot ice. I think it's like Ice Seventeen or something. Oh man, and it's like three hundred and some degrees Fahrenheit, and it's ice because. And and they theorize that it exists on some planets. I read it earlier. I don't remember. Um, but uh, planets with a very high pressure atmosphere yeah. and water, hmm. they might have 300 degree Fahrenheit ice, the hot ice. So, like, think about uh, a hot, hot toddy. toddy. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, so the hot, hot I just, I've always, I've always had a sip of a hot toddy and been like, I wish there was ice. In this. Like, <laughs> I wish this was burning my face off. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have some ice chipping my teeth and melting them. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Ice is, ice is freaky. Like the, the mm-hmm. like the fact that it can be all of these different formations is really cool. Also, Hot Ice, uh, that was my stripper name for a while. It's <laughs> a good one. It sounds like an American gladiator. Hot ice. Yeah. He's it was got my... an otter pellet tail. <laughs> yeah. He's been to space, so you know he's attractive. <laughs> it's yeah. Hot Ice. Yeah, it was, a... <laughs> it, was a, it was a great stripper name and an American gladiator name. <laughs> uh, I, I, did, I once went on a glacier tour, and, and on the way back, they had chipped off some of the glacier and then get, like gave us whiskey with glacier ice cubes. And, you know, it was pretty great. That's, that's pretty why nice. our glaciers are receding. Yeah, that's it. That was it. They hit that, <laughs> and then it just cracked. It was like... And they're like, oh, no, let's blame it on global warming. Let's event global warming. Everybody hide your drinks. That was a MacGuffin and Waterboy. He had like pure glacial water in like a vial, and then like because he was the best water boy or something. Because he was just obsessed with water, and yeah. then like he almost died. I remember that like they used it to revive him. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like right. something that happened. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Now that's great writing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's uh, n- talk about good writing. Uh, today, Kamala Harris. Uh, tweeted something like global warming's a real thing and we should be worried about it and i was like oh look at all the people responding this is cool and i just looked at it and it's all like lies like everyone's just calling her a liar and stuff like that it's like where's your scientific proof you can't just say things without backing it up because they (laughs) predicted 30 years ago that it, it would be the temperature it is today and they were exactly right yeah Glo- oh, they're predicting in 30 more years it might be intolerable. Yeah, global warming is one of the biggest bummers in the world for it me. Might it might literally yeah, be the end of civilization. Well, if we get that red algae bloom, we talk about it on every podcast. <laughs> global warming is definitely, like, that's... I'm I'm trying to be a huge environmentalist, and I try to, you know, help, and I, I know it's a drop in the bucket on personal use um, stuff, but it's like, it's so much... It's almost just like I'm like... I don't need to learn about it. I'll just, I'll just like try to be the best human. I can. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, I get so uncomfortable about it. And it's, and it's also, that's like why I feel like I didn't go into the environmentalism because I, it's just like such a bummer. that yeah. I like cannot 
think about it on a daily basis. Me too. Um, like I, I always recycle and I even compost. But every time I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, man, this is such a fucking waste. But it makes, makes me feel better about yeah, myself. Yeah, like I, I'm, I, like I we're carry doomed. metal straws and, and everything. But I'm like, I, we're it has to be large scale industrial changes. And I, I think they are Cultural happening. Cultural reform. Like, Cult, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, but, it's talking about how, like, China is going to have like a billion dollar solar industry in the next 10 years, like a multi-billion dollar solar industry in the next 10 years because they've gone through cultural reform. We've seen like those pictures of Beijing where it looked like LA in the seventies. And our, our renewable research, uh, renewable energy sources are almost uh, overtaking uh, fossil fuels. Now I think like we're around 40, 50% renewable. Uh, I, I mean, there. I do remember in L.A., I grew up in L.A., and I had there was like a couple days in our elementary school we were banned to go outside because it was a bad air quality day. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. that hasn't happened, you know, in decades. And because, we c- because of large-scale industrial reforms. Well, yeah. the, the emission law largely in the 90s was very uh, ahead of its time or, or very uh, strict. And yeah. L.A., yeah, I remember visiting here. The first time I visited here, it was like a toxic brown cloud. Yeah. And now it's actually pretty beautiful, and the air's not bad at all. Yeah, Yeah. and I I mean, I will say that in terms of individual things you can do, if, you know, you can pressure lawmakers and, and, and... Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there is that idea of, like, demanding where your dollars go and, and, you know thinking about that when you're making purchases and like metal straws and stuff like that like that's not going to make a huge difference but it does make a difference to like the turtle that doesn't get a straw stuck in its face well but also like it it could mean like malibu has now banned plastic straws and plastic single-use uh cutlery and and bags and bags i mean bags started in malibu and then they went to los angeles and so you know there are changes that we we can that we can make and we can implement and you know if if the the society does make that cultural shift you can make those changes yeah so. it, i'm not saying it's useless to reduce your footprint you should try to absolutely uh, as much as possible and if everybody did you know it, humans would live a lot longer but it's intimidating. i think we are to the point where we will literally we'll need to do active engineering to save the earth rather than uh we'll have a geostorm situation passive engineering or just uh changing our habits is one thing but we're actually have to do ha- active thing like hacking the atmosphere yeah it can't just be prophylactic measures now it has to be like something that reverses what we've done yeah what's the opposite of prophylactic measures raw dog we got a raw dog this earth guys <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna ride this earth <laughs> well, there's things like seeding clouds and and um uh, you know like uh cleaning up the ocean and chemtrails i mean they definitely <laughs> did i mean they worked on that um there were military experiments to try to control the weather during the vietnam war yeah um mm-hmm. and there you know were some weird successes um so i think there's a i heard it on a podcast um where there's a company that you can pay that will guarantee it won't rain on your wedding day for like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars where they'll like oh, break really? up rain clouds for you that's and ironic so that, and huh. yeah. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of ironic. Oh, sorry. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of ironic. They've listened to it's that like, Alanis Morris is ironic, yeah. and they're like, "We can solve this." It's like having a bunch of spoons, and you need a spoon. Oh, <laughs> oh, convenient. <laughs> Isn't this convenient? convenient? Um, the yeah, they're also like 
you know, it was a Futurama episode a long time ago where they put a space mirror to reflect sunlight, but there are actually yeah. uh, proposals to put things up to reflect more sunlight or to uh, make the clouds. There, there's ways to make the clouds more reflective by putting chemicals in them. Just ways to like bounce more sunlight away from us so well, we don't burn to death. Yeah, because the process is basically with glaciers melting, glaciers are huge mirrors basically that reflect a lot of heat back into the space and water keeps all that heat even though you think it's reflective it holds all that heat while glaciers reflect it and we're we're basically our giant mirrors are melting every day by mm-hmm. <laughs> by a faster and faster amount and so we're getting hotter and hotter gas as they melt and Ooh. releasing some poison gas anyway great uranus oh. won't be the one that smells like farts anymore <laughs> yeah we're yeah. coming for you uranus you got nothing we on us we wanted the fart trophy <laughs> yeah. it was our fault for creating a fart trophy the fartiest planet goes to <laughs> earth yay yay they're all dead we're the susan lucci of winning the fartiest planet <laughs> one of these days um, I never did say what the story was. Oh yeah, tell uh, us about the size nine. Wrap up, but now that we've uh, talked around it, th- this new state of matter. It was, the cool thing is what they they didn't make the ice. They used tiny nanomagnets, which replicate the way a water molecule interacts with another water molecule. Because water molecules are slightly polar. Yeah, they have a plus and a minus. So they use these tiny na- nanomagnets, and they they arrange them in different ways. And they were like. We th- we have an idea that they might be able to be arranged this way. So they, uh, and, and, oh, and they're looking for stable arrangements basically. So they put it in this crazy like uh, topological design, and it stayed that way. And they're like, ice. We made ice. <laughs> we did it. Ice twenty two or something. Um, that's it. That's what they found. So it was just another stable arrangement. And that's that story. And I think we're coming to the end of this hour. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, any other closing thoughts on Prometheus or Passengers? <laughs> or oh, yeah, this was America? our movie review show. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of a uh, lot of thoughts on sci-fi movies. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Watch Prometheus. Don't watch Passengers. Prometheus has some interesting moments. Oh, I, I don't, don't watch either of them. I don't uh, know. Uh, uh, watch. I liked Passengers better than Prometheus, just it, because the. The act, the actors are good, and um, it was an enjoyable sci-fi. But yes, as problematic as we covered. Yeah. What else? I mean, yeah. Watch go, sunlight. Go, go watch sunlight. Go watch uh, or sunshine. Annihilation. Sunshine. Go watch Annihilation. That's a good. Annihilation's good. Uh, that came out movie. recently, and almost nobody saw it. But it's it's, it's a so fucking good. Cool, kooky sci-fi yeah. thing. Um. We might do an Annihilation uh, episode. Mini-pod? Mini-pod, where we yeah. talk about it. We just play the audio of Annihilation. Oh, God. We're just going to watch it and comment. <laughs> just cry. <laughs> it's just a podcast uh, track. It's the director's commentary. Yeah. Oh, it's do... not the director's commentary. Well, you want, you want to do idea. a riff we track? We should do director's commentary, fake director's commentaries for <laughs> all sci-fi movies. Great. It's kind of a good idea. And here's the part where I thought the machines probably wouldn't know what a woman is so <laughs> it's got to be a gallbladder I surgery just, there's no way they could understand the concept of a uterus yeah robots don't understand women uh. yeah. <laughs> now are we talking about prometheus or are we talking about passengers robots be all mopey at the mall <laughs> uh, 
robots all wear fedoras and they're all incels. Uh, <laughs> Sinbad wrote the, the movie, basically, yeah. is what we're saying. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, that's Science AF, everybody. Thanks, Diana, for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Can people? Uh, where can people uh, follow you yeah. on different uh, follow and me. Twitters and things. Uh, I'm that's right on uh, Twitter and that's right. Is that right. with a W? Yes, that's, that's with a W. Yes, that's right. 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 Like the Wright brothers. Um, or my website is dianawright.net. Um, and you can find like my web series hashtag hashtagging there. Awesome. Cool. Uh, cool. I'm Jesse Klein. Uh, I'm at Dave Chacho on everything. See you next time. Bye bye. Science AF. 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 Science as fuck.